The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics. So stay tuned. Hi, uh, Stephen Farmer again, and I want to uh, welcome you once again. And I have a guest today that I'm delighted to be able to have a conversation with, and that's definitely, they call it an interview, but it really becomes much more of a conversation. And of course, the focus is on my guest, and that's um, Mindahi. Uh, and uh, Mindahi I, is uh, a man I met some Oh, I think a couple of years ago, three years, we're trying to figure that out earlier, just before we started. Anyway, I'll read you his bio. Mindahi Bastida is director of the Original Nations Program of the Fountain, a caretaker of the philosophy and traditions of the Otomi Toltec peoples and an Otomi Toltec ritual ceremony officer. He is a consultant with UNESCO on issues related to sacred sites and bioculture. Mindahi has also served as director of the Original Caretakers Program at the Center for Earth Ethics. Um, and I, I want to read you also a little bit of the introduction to this, uh, his book, his latest book, which is part of the Common Sentience series. Uh, several authors, um, including myself, uh, there, it's a really unique series in that, yes, there are experts in the field, such as Mendagi, and at the same time, stories have been submitted about the particular topic that um, whoever is on the book, in this case, Mendagi, is uh, a professional and an expert about, which is ancestors. One of my favorite topics, as uh, those of you who know me might have guessed. Anyway, I want to read a little bit more about his approach to ancestors, and then we'll get into the conversation. And this is from the back of the book called 
ancestors. And let me get the subtitle here real quick. Divine Remembrances of Lineage, Relations, and Sacred Sites. Ooh. Uh, the, uh, what Madahi has to say is the full scope of our ancestral legacy extends far beyond blood relations. Whew, amen. Spiritual leader, that was me, amen. <laughs> Spiritual leader, Mindahi Bastida, explains how the consciousness of ancestors is interwoven through the rich, through the web of time and space, and we are the synthesis of all that has ever existed in the universe. Let me repeat that sentence. We are, uh, find my place again, we are the synthesis of all that has ever existed in the universe. Discovered who the ancestors are, the legacy we each inherit, our connection to the motherlands, and the importance of sacred sites. So, Mindahi, whew, you got a big load to carry, man. <laughs> I love it. No, after reading what you wrote in the book, and again, there are several stories that have been submitted by others, uh, it's, a, it's a very much an honor to have you as a guest on this podcast. So, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a great uh, honor to have uh, met you before, Stephen. Right. It's uh, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, I, think I, I, <laughs> I kind of lose track of time, you know, somehow, especially in this last two or three years with the all the uh, the stuff going on about the pandemic and uh, yeah, er, just everything else, you know. And everybody goes, "Well, I think we're done with it," but I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Anyway, um, I do want to welcome you, and I, let's talk about how this uh, has evolved for you, that you became uh, not, I, I want to say more than interested, it's like you've lived it, you know, with this idea of ancestral influence and beyond the lineage, including but beyond the lineage. So how did you find yourself coming up to this point where you've written such a, by the way, beautiful uh, story in the book about your philosophy and beliefs. Long question, but I'll give you a go here. <laughs> yes, thank you for the beginning. Uh, you know, we have the expression of the four sacred elements, but not just as humans, but other beings around us. We are the expression of the fire, the sacred fire, the sacred waters, the sacred winds, and the sacred earth. Because in ourselves, uh, as in the plants and other animals, we have the presence of those uh, sacred uh, entities. Mm -hmm. So when I was growing up, I was seeing how the corn was also very, very close to to us, to my family, to my, to our people, mm. to our culture. So it's not just a plant; it's a being. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, I felt how the corn also got spirit, energy, and also it's in cycles. And it's so beautiful because uh, when we are in the womb of our mothers we also have this cycle to come out. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, it has to do with the movements of the moon, also the movements of the sun. So I began to to think that why we are here, even why I was born in this in this family. At the beginning, it was uh, uncomfortable for me. We were ten brothers and sisters. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's that would make you uncomfortable. Yeah, that alone. <laughs> you can you can imagine. So I said. There must be a reason why I was I was born in this family. Because my my mind was beyond that, you know. I was thinking, do I deserve this? But, but then when I saw the night with the stars and uh, the connection with the moon, and especially the this bright star, we what uh, which we call dancer Venus. Mm. So that connection began to, when I was little one, began to influence me so much. Because then uh, I was in, uh, we are here, but there are other families over there, other lights, other possibilities. So it was, it was amazing. And then when I entered the milpa, you know, the milpa is the, the system where we grow corn, um, squash, chilies, mm -hmm. uh, and um, and other, other things in, in the in the farm or in right. the mills. Right. So I was also seeing how I was able to to see this uh, kind of uh, pieces of uh, ancestral pots, just pieces, like like clay pieces. And sometimes I was able to find some little um, kind of deities, kind of uh, faces. So I was picking them up and bringing mm. them to the altar in our home. In our home. Mm. So all of that, I said, uh, wait, this is, this is something that is from the past that our ancestors put in the milpas as a, you know as our offering as a payment to the to the milpas and to the to the deities and to the entities that was there mm. so then i i understood why this is sacred mm. and the way of living is sacred mm. so i began to think well i'm here because of my blood lineage Right. My lineage, my ancestors, thanks to them, I'm here. But I began to think, how were they able to 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 be here in this world? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have other ancestors, bigger family. Yeah, yeah. Father, son, mother, earth. Uh huh. You know, other bigger family. So also the you know some sacred plants, the mountains they began to to connect with my heart or i began to connect my heart with them mm. i honor them they were before the human family was here the human species right so that's the reason they are all uh, in our wisdom we say that all the soil that we see around all the what others call dirt i don't like the that they call the dirt yeah. is soil is soil is alive the soil is our ancestors. Mm. Now that's the very reason when you you know the this called the 
fossil fossil fuel energies like the oils they are being burnt we are burning our ancestors we are not respecting enough we don't ask just to to take what is needed but we ask sometimes to to take more hmm. so in the origins we were said that we needed to to take care of life not to take over and that's one of the main teachings from our, our ancestors taught us but sometimes we have forgotten our origins that's the very reason we need to know from what lineage we come from and beyond that because for example here in the sacred valley of zambata the sacred valley of the moon in toluca valley where i was born you know we have this volcano which is called Shinantecat, uh, the one that is is uh, dressed in white because there's snow and because of climate change we we don't see that much snow now mm. but we know that uh, there are entities deities that dwells in the, in, the, in this place and also in, by the lake where the Lerma, the longest river in mexico is called lerma river we call that the, the great river there are uh, there, there is this uh, wetlands and there's an entity that we also known uh, is also known as uh, as a deity which is called Tlanchana, Atlanchana, Atlanchana, the mermaid. The mermaid. Yeah. The, the mother of the waters. Mm. And the mother of all living beings that dwells in the in the wetlands. She's very special. She's very special because she's our ancestor and she can guide us how to live in harmony and not to take more than we need. So there is a correlation, there is a reciprocity, sacred reciprocity with life, with mystery. Yeah. So that's the reason uh, I began to think when I was growing up. Well, we are here be not, not just because of the blood lineage, but because of the beings that are around. And there is a, a reason why we are born in a specific place. Sometimes people move because the family moves but the responsibility follows you. Hmm. If you go to another place, you, you must learn how to enter a second place with uh, protocols as permission. Because all the, the places around the world, there are entities and deities that are our ancestors. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting this example of the Clanchana, but we have other entities like the feather serpent, which uh, that is very, <clears throat> is very well known. Quetzalcoatl, the feather serpent, that we call Mashikenya. You know, like the dragons, the dragons. Ah, Mashikenya. Mashikenya. Like, you know, you can find those in Japan, in China, in Indonesia, everywhere. Yes. If, if you dig in, in, into the sacred uh, history or, or stories. So those are connected with us. And I can also tell you that animals are connected with us. For example, there, there are some communities that some families are called, oh, 
the the turkeys or the other families are called the deer family or the, the bear family you know because of this connection with those special animals or plants right. or mineral right. right yeah yeah i understand i i think i'm thinking uh, there's so much of what you have said and you have to say that those of us who have been raised in let's call it Western civilization, although I'm not sure it's a, civilization is a good word to use, but for sake of our discussion here, a conversation. Um, I think that what I see happening in the work that I do, uh, because we are definitely colleagues in a certain way, is the lost memory mm. of that connection with ancestors the lost memory of our intimacy with the land and all the beings of the land. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing what I can and what I've assigned, you know, what, uh, what I came here to do, basically, I think basically I'm doing that, but it really is still there's that Western mind set, mm -hmm. you know, that I know creeps in sometimes where I feel that separation, even though I believe it's an illusion, you know, mm -hmm. that the real illusion is that we're we are separate beings you know we're so intimately connected and i think what you bring uh, god bless you because i think what you bring is some very ancient truths mm -hmm. about our relations that it really is about our relationships all over <laughs> you know you yeah. name it it's about relationship would you agree yes i do agree because uh... How come we could be in this world without uh, other ancestors? How? There's no way. There's no way. So now that uh, we see this, let's say, civilizational crisis, there's a civilizational crisis. Uh, as you say, maybe we shouldn't call civilization. <laughs> maybe, right. You know, to become a, a civilized person is not just in the material, right. but also in the spiritual world. So right. when you are evolving to another state of consciousness, consciousness that you really take into consideration all things that uh, makes you uh, feel a person. Right in the connection with others because we are not alone as i say we are not alone when we have this crisis we can ask for guides we can ask for um, support because uh, now that we are passing through these difficult times you know there are many kinds of crises let's say this there's a general crisis about our presence in this in this world so how can we reconnect to the ancestry, to the, our, our ancestors? Well, just beginning to think some people is, many people, thousands and millions of people are now testing their blood so they can know what is their lineage right. and they can honor to that lineage. Because if that family came to this world is for a reason and then the connection with other 
ancestors that are alive or in, in some kind of presence in this world. Right. So that's why we need to recover that. I say that uh, dignity and identity. Identity, yeah. As a human human family, we need that to recover that collective dignity. Because we have misbehaved with other relatives. It seems that they are there and we are here. Yeah. No, we we are we live in the same place. We live in this beautiful planet. Even though the, the mother sea is a little bit far from here, from the you know, we live in in the central valleys of Mexico, but we have that connection. Right. We pray for the beings in the sea. And we know that there are rivers in the sky. Even if you don't see them, some scientists are beginning to to name them or hmm. to acknowledge them. Yeah. But we yeah. know from before that there are the rivers in the sky are there as there are rivers underneath. There are rivers in ourselves. And uh, even, you know, the rocks, the crystals. Mm -hmm. the it seems that uh, they are some people for some, uh, you know, for some people, they are inert. They are not mm -hmm. as, uh, as, let's say, alive as, as us. For us, they, they are alive. Yeah. And they are alive. Even the metals, they are, they are alive. They have their own evolution. Yeah. So they also have the presence of the four sacred elements. Not just right. carbon, not just carbon, the four sacred elements. So in the time and space that we're living now, we need to recover that connection with the ancestors if we want to see the future. There's no way uh, to see the future if we don't acknowledge where we come from. You know, it's, uh, I share an interesting experience along those lines, Mendahi. Uh, it's only about three, three evenings ago. And I typically have a couple of dogs I take for a walk in the park. I live in a fairly, uh, I'm always a little surprised by that, but in a fairly suburban neighborhood in Southern California. But there's a park there, you know, there's always the land, you know, it's here. Um, and I, I think I just, I sort of leaned over a little bit, you know, put my hands on my knees, you know, just looked at the ground and, and something happened that the best way I could explain it was I often hear messages, you know, through my inner voice or my mind, but my inner voice, I call it. And as I was leaning down, what I could see is like this dance of circles within circles, within circles, you know, and globes and spheres. And the voice came in and said, what you're looking at right now are your ancestors, all that has come to this point to be you. <laughs> and then it shifted. And now let's show you another piece of this. These are those that a part of you is going to continue on in some fashion. So it was very abstract, but very, ooh, I get chills, you know, it was very, very yes. real. And I, yes. I think my observation, uh, Midahi, is that more and more people are awakening, you know, to interest in ancestors. And I, I believe certainly what I, I'm, I'm totally in alignment with you, although I don't, I think you have a much greater 
depth of understanding of that and the experience of that, you know, that, those connections or that connection. But I find people are, you, you mentioned it, you know, looking up their ancestors, ancestry.com, et cetera, for their lineage. But I also believe what's important is the wisdom that comes forth from you and from others as well. There's a little more to this, <laughs> you know, than just grandma and grandpa and great. Yes, th that's important too. But yes. let's go ahead. Let's stretch back. Might be kind of a, a big stretch for a lot of us, you know, but uh, it can be done. So, um, yeah, that's uh, really what I wanted to add to that is just that experience of knowing and being shown and told. Yes, this is where you come from and this is where you're going to. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So I, I think it, um, it offers a much broader um, understanding of our relationships. I know going, I remember going into a sweat lodge. Uh, I did, it was a Lakota uh, sweat lodge. And what you say going in is all my relations in Lakota, Matakwiasan, all my relations. It's an acknowledgement of that. And I believe that, again, those of us who've been steeped in Western civilization, if we'll use that word, um, really need to get it. <laughs> Be the simplest way I would say it. And um, hopefully more and more people are beginning to understand yeah you're connected look at the sun or maybe don't look at it look at the moon yeah yeah that's your grandmother you know or an elder an elder ancestor wow so uh, are you do you uh are you teaching or do you have groups that you travel with or take to sacred sites or i go to sacred sites but uh, it's a uh, ongoing work with the uh, spiritual elders to carry out ceremonies and rituals to uh, acknowledge or reactivate the sacred site, and especially those who have been threatened or have been desecrated. So it's the work that we are doing. But uh, actually, I'm not uh, taking groups. I, I have been offered to take some groups or to some places, but life is very short. And I focus on doing the most important work that Mother Earth is asking. But, uh, you know, you were saying something very important, Stephen, about how people could reconnect with other, beyond blood lineage, with other ancestors. You, you know, there's simple rituals, simple ceremonies to carry out. My grandfather, taught me how to acknowledge the day and the night, especially around the, what that we call father-son. He said, 
you know, stand up and uh, wait for the sunrise. Stay there for two, three minutes. Connect. If you can do more, beautiful. But just don't even say anything. Just make your presence in front of this father-son. Hmm. Just say that. And if you have to something to say, say it in your mind or in words, however you want. Mm. And then there is another time at, at noon. Mm -hmm. You know, we always are, uh, we are working here and there, walking, but stop just for some minutes and acknowledge that time and give thanks for the life that we have. Give thanks for the family that we have and for the beautiful landscape and beautiful biocultural heritage that we have until now. So well, this is so, it, yeah. and then at dusk, in between six and seven, it depends around uh, where you are in the world. Just around three moments. There are more, more moments if you want. 3 p.m. is another time. In the night is the same. But those moments mm -hmm. are special. So you, for the for the beginning, you acknowledge your being with other beings from the earth to the sky and from the sky to the earth. Thank you. I like what you have to say. And I like also that it's a, these are relatively simple gestures, but it's the intention in the presence. You use that word presence. Be present with it. You know, stop. Yes. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Those who are listening, you can't see me. But I'm waving my hands right by my head going, go away, thoughts, go away, yeah. you know, and I think it really is uh, those moments. I call them. Uh, I was starting to write an article about awesomeness mm. and how frequently uh, you hear that. Well, the hey, awesome. You know, somebody gives me change at the store and, you know, or, or yeah. I give them correct change and they yeah. go, oh, awesome. I go, yeah. I want to say so. I say, that's not awesome. Go out and, you know, go out and look at the moon, you know, yes. and, and like you're saying, stand with the moon. Yeah. Um, I remember one experience I had uh, some time ago, Mindahi, where uh, I was walking in the park and ordinarily I don't take my phone. You know, I don't want to be locked mm -hmm. in the phone. But this time, for some reason, I took it. I looked up at the moon and I went, oh, my God, it's full moon. Oh, I got to get a picture of this. And I stopped and I went, what are you doing, fool? <laughs> there's nothing that can compare to no. the experience there's yeah. nothing that can compare yes you can take pictures and show them to so and so but what what's the value in that how about just standing like you said i like the way you said it just standing in presence even for two three minutes okay. and i know that the listeners can take this we happen to be recording although it'll play a little bit later but recording on the day of the winter solstice mm -hmm. which i think is um a real marker in the well the celtic wheel but certainly any of the, if you look at it as a circular process ah here we are at the winter solstice the That's sun right. will look like it's standing still for a couple of days and then uh, guess what uh, father son's going to start moving again yeah right yeah so there's probably uh excuse me not probably i know there's uh ceremony sacred ceremonies and sacred rituals that can be done uh, and I think you've just presented one that's quite simple. And thank Father Son for his warmth and his light. Yeah. 
and we, we can recover that uh, connection. Anyone, because we are humans, we have our senses, but we have to put uh, our, our intention. And uh, for some, it's a lot of work yeah. to carry out, for some, because they have forgotten their lineages for many, many years. Yeah. But yeah. if you begin little by little, you are going to recover that sacred uh, link with uh, our ancestors and the presence here in this world. And then we can also share and exchange our, our experiences, and then uh, we can support each other. Mm. And this yeah. is what we call a, a come back home. Because I like that, yeah. We are just another species. We are not the peak of the creation. And we are not the most intelligent ones in this world. We are just another, we are intelligent, but not that much. If we can see what, what we have done to this beautiful home, then we have, to behave. we have to behave. We have to behave ourselves, yeah. Uh, we're not the most intelligent. I was going to make a joke then and say something like, really? Oh, no. Oh, no. You blew my whole thing. <laughs> no, but uh, I get it. You know, there's a place I find, uh, like, I think probably many other human beings, that there is this practiced arrogance is the best way I could describe it. One way to describe it, you know, that somehow we're better than, you know, that plant. You know, we're better yeah. than that tree or that we know what we're doing or we have this um, self-reflective consciousness so we must be pretty special you know mm. probably when at the same there's a different kind of consciousness when i look at my dog who's laying over yeah. here on the couch and thankfully not barking <laughs> so i have to let him out and interrupt our session but um to recognize in this process i like to call the awakening process that is going on i think that's the good news and if there is such a thing as bad news that I think we're being forced in a sense to reconcile the fact that we have trashed the planet as a species mm -hmm. and God bless people such as yourself who have come from indigenous backgrounds that have practiced these ways that we've been discussing. Like, of course, we're connected to all that is, of course, but to, um, shall we say, uh, in a way, dumb it down a little bit for <laughs> those of us who are not raised in that, but to offer the teachings that have come from your particular tradition and recognize that it's not just your tradition. These are grammar school in a sense, you know, right. as a way to understand our relationship that we're not, we're not any big deal. Not really. We think we are generally, I'm generalizing, but we're not that big of a deal and that perhaps we do need to be humbled. Yes. You know, before we wake up to that reality, truly wake up. And, and actually, uh, I remember always my grandfather saying, you know, be humble. And uh, all that implies is to, to be humble, not just among humans, be humble with the race split, with Father Sky, with all living beings because they have the right to be here as well mm, yeah. so that's 
that was the main teaching from my grandfather. But uh, he was saying to be humble is not to be, you know, um, not to do anything, not to be responsible. To be humble is to to have this um, energy and acknowledgement of all that it is. And to be humble is not to be silly, is to be intelligent, really intelligent. Yeah. It's the other way around. Yeah. I find it interesting, humble, I looked it up one time as far as the root word, and the root word is similar to H-U-M-U-S in English, humus, which is of the earth. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. Anyway, Mindahi, I, I just really appreciate you coming on board here and, and uh, talking to us. And again, uh, you have a book that's out now as part of the Common Sentience series. Uh, yes. Oh, there it is. Yes. Ancestors. This is the book. There we are. And it's divine. I don't remember the subtitle, but divine remembrance of lineage, relatives and sacred sites. So I strongly suggest you pick this book up, order it, give it away, order extra copies. Uh, it's very well written, I might say, you know, as a, one writer to another, too. I commend you for that. It's very easy to understand. And it speaks to a lot of what we've been discussing today. So I want to encourage all of you listeners, yeah, go out and get the book. You know, and eventually, I, as I understand, um, it will be on Audible as well, but that's down the road a piece. So get the get the book. And then um, Mindahi, translate your other books too. Get those translated. Yes. There's got to be a way to do it. You know, there's got to be a way to do it. Yes. I think, again, you're bringing a lot to the table, you know, showing up this way. And it's a, an honor and a privilege. Uh, to call you my friend and my colleague, uh, and in another way, my brother. Thank you so much, Stephen, for having me, and uh, blessings to all the audience, and uh, hopefully they can get the book and be in touch, and, you know, always there's a, a way to come together. Yep. We are, I think we're on the path, too. All right, thanks again, and thank you for all who are listening. Uh, need I say again, get the book. This man has a lot to say. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations, introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion, I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast so others may benefit from it. 
And to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.